According to recent estimates, there are more than 40 million decks in the U.S. that are over 20 years old. While most of them were built well before any balcony code requirements were required by the states, many of those have not been updated or repaired in years. And this creates a dangerous situation for residents, tenants, building owners, and managers alike. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hello there, landlords. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Your Landlord Resource Podcast. I'm Stacy. And I'm here with Kevin. Hey there. So today we are discussing a California law, SB 721, which is about decks and balconies, otherwise known in the state as the deck and balcony law. But before you non-California people disconnect, I want you to listen to what we have to say. Now you might be wondering, why should landlords in other states care about a California law? The reason we are talking about this state-specific law is because other states are now working to implement it as well. The thing is, laws like SB 721 often set a precedent for the rest of the country. They address critical safety issues that can have wide-reaching implications. So understanding and learning from such legislation can help landlords nationwide operate safer rental property. It's similar to laws about smoke detectors, lead-based paint, mold, bed bugs, etc., which all started in different states over the years, and this law will soon be presented to other sentences to have legal ramifications against landlords who are not inspecting their decks and balconies. So regardless of if you own property in California or not, this is something that all landlords need to know about, even if it's just for something to look for with preventative maintenance. Yeah, California may be the first state but other states will soon follow suit. Let me talk a little bit about how this law came to fruition. So back in 2015, six college students died from a dry-rotted balcony that collapsed in Berkeley, California. During a post-collapse evaluation, experts discovered that the balcony had been inadequately waterproofed and that the balcony's load-bearing wood frame had rotted compromising its structural integrity. The inspection also found that the property manager had delayed maintenance despite clear indications of water damage. They ruled that the balcony collapse could have been avoided if only the property owner had completed the needed maintenance. The victims' families won a multi-million dollar settlement against the property management company in charge of the apartment building and the owners of the building. The tragedy and subsequent legal battle sparked a nationwide conversation about who is responsible for residential building safety and structural integrity. And it's not just that one event. 
In 2021, a deck collapsed, injuring nine people who fell onto a rocky shore of the ocean in California. In Chicago, 13 people died and over 50 were injured as a result of a balcony collapse, as well as similar events happening in New York, New Jersey, Virginia, and Arkansas. And according to our research, at least one deck collapses per year with a reported death or serious injury. Effective September 2018, California enacted Senate Bill 721, the Deck and Balcony Law. Where today we will discuss the law and how it pertains to California landlords, let's take a minute to see how this could affect you if you own properties or may someday own properties with a deck, balcony, walkway, or entrance over six feet off the ground. Yeah, so the following information pertains specifically to California rental property owners. However, Deaths and injuries from unsafe decks and balconies are happening everywhere, and all landlords should be aware of the standards of how the California Deck and Balcony Laws affects the rental property, regardless of what state it resides in. So, California rental property owners with three or more units in a multifamily complex must adhere to this ordinance. Single-family homes and duplexes are excluded, but again, This is something that would fall under risk management for owning and operating a business, specifically a rental property business. Condominium complexes fall under a different health and safety code, SB 326. So for questions regarding condos, contact your homeowners association because this law has nothing to do with rental properties. It covers all condos. And a little side note on this. A close family friend is the president of his condominium board and asked us about this law and how it pertained to our rentals. He was telling us that for their condo complex alone, they were looking at bids in the millions. So this is not some small time ordinance. There's big money involved. Also, many cities with rent control ordinances likely have addressed this law. For instance, San Francisco covers this inspection law under their housing code 604, which supersedes the state-level law. And frankly, all landlords or rental property owners who own a property with a deck, balcony, or walkway over six feet should check locally to see if there is a law in place. You can find this easily by Googling health and safety code for decks and balconies, and then you add your city or county name. So what does the deck and balcony law encompass? This law applies to exterior decks, balconies, and walkways above six feet in height. As per legislation, and I quote, The purpose of this inspection is to determine that the exterior elevated elements and their associated waterproofing elements are in generally safe condition, adequate working order, and free from any hazardous condition caused by fungus, deterioration, decay, or improper altercation to the extent that the life, limb, health, property, safety, or welfare of the public or the occupants is not endangered. Yeah, that's a a mouthful. (laughs) Exterior elevated elements, or EEE, include decks, porches, stairways, walkways, and any other entry structure elevated more than six feet above ground level. Here's the deal, though. Where this law came into effect in 2018, property owners have until January 1, 2025 
to get their complexes inspected and remediate any issues found and noted in the inspection report. A lot of landlords have dragged their feet on this, and now proper inspectors are getting stretched real thin. So this is why, if you're a California landlord with a deck, walkway, or balcony over six feet off the ground, we suggest you start now. Here are some more specifics of the inspections needed. The inspection report must be delivered to the property owner within 45 days. Reports must include the condition of the exterior elevated elements, expectations of the projected service life, recommendations of additional inspections, for example, destructive testing. Cantilever framing is usually covered, and concealed framing must be open to properly inspect, and photos of the issues found. There are exceptions should the inspector find an emergency issue. For instance, a loose railing may temporarily be secured until proper permits can be issued. In this case, the inspector would provide the owner with the inspection report within 15 days to expedite the permit and repair process. If the property does not pass the inspection and there is no immediate danger, the owner has 120 days to apply for a permit to repair the found issues. They then have an additional 120 days to complete the repairs and have the final inspection by the city. So, after the rental property owner receives the inspection results, they have 240 days, or roughly eight months, to remedy the issues found. So, you guys, you can see why we're trying to light a fire under your butts on this. If you start this process today, 240 days is bringing us to August of this year leaving only four months until January of 2025 when all these inspections must be completed or rental property owners are going to start receiving fines. There's almost 500,000 apartment facilities in California, but only 200 building inspectors are qualified to perform SB 721 inspections. And of course, that doesn't include other options, but we're just trying to put timing into perspective for you. If once completed, your inspection found no issues, fantastic. However, inspections now need to occur every six years from the date of that initial inspection. So let's talk a little bit about who can perform these inspections. And this is where the law gets a little tricky. Here's a list of who are authorized to do the deck and balcony inspections. You can use a licensed architect, licensed civil or structural engineer, a building contractor with a Class A, B, or C5 license held for a minimum of five years, or a certified building inspector or building official. And this next portion of the law could make things a little bit difficult for you. It states that if you use a licensed contractor, which is great because we have our guy, that same contractor may not perform the work to remedy any problems or issues that are found. And furthermore, if you choose to use a certified building inspector, you may not use someone employed in the local institution or city at the time of that inspection. And lastly, whoever does the inspection cannot refer you to a contractor due to a conflict of interest. This law has a lot of specifics and we understand why, but it really does make the smaller rental property owners have to jump through some hoops to comply. There are several companies out there that can perform the inspections. And if you do an online search, many options will come up. 
We did receive a quote from Dan Kronk, president of Deck and Balcony Inspections, Inc. His company can do inspections throughout the entire state of California. The estimate for our inspection came in between $500 and $650. On our bid, we were given the option of just receiving the one-time inspection and then being responsible for getting subsequent inspections on our own within the next six years at a cost of $650. Another option was to join their service for a small monthly fee around $8 and receive a discount on the initial inspection. Additionally, there would be no reinspection fees for additional inspections that have to occur every six years, and we'd have access to an online portal where inspection reports are kept and adapted as work is performed. So that $8 fee comes to $576 over six years, and then I believe there is a fee for the initial inspection around $500. Don't quote me on that last part. Please keep in mind that inspection fees will vary from complex to complex. For example, our sixplex has exterior stairways and there are no hidden cantilever areas within walls that may require additional work from the inspector. Dan was nice enough to allow us to provide his resource, Apartment Maintenance Guide on Deck and Balcony Inspections, just for you. This 17-page guide discusses exterior maintenance that apartment owners should be doing to avoid larger, more expensive issues from arising in the future. Where this is focused on multifamily, this guide is helpful with learning about things like identifying dry rot. So even if you have a single family home or duplex, download it and check it out. Who knows? Maybe someday you'll scale up to multifamily and it'll come in handy then. We have linked it in the show notes for you to download and check out. Yeah, that is a great resource that his company developed. Here are some additional items we want to note. This law does not cover fire escapes. And the reason being is that those are not meant to be used for people to loiter on. Those, by law, are only to be used for safely exiting a building during a fire or other emergency when the front entrance is blocked or unsafe to exit through. But you know as well as I do, many people hang out on those fire exits on hot evenings to cool off. And we have seen many people using fire escapes during a party to smoke or get fresh air. The most common issue found is dry rot from improper waterproofing. In California, we see a lot of buildings that have stucco exteriors, which is great for the damp, salty weather from the ocean and for the hot weather that our valleys get. But back in the day, many of the contractors didn't properly waterproof around where the cantilever floor joists extend out from behind the stucco to create a deck or a balcony. And Kevin and I have this problem at our home, and our concern is that we have to open up the stucco to properly do the repairs, and we don't know how deep or far back that dry rock goes, so we tabled it. <laughs> Until this year. Yeah. And that's one of the items on our repair list for 2024. And it kind of stinks because it's one of those no-show improvements we have to get done, and we have no idea if it's going to be a small, easy job or expensive and really involved one until we open that wall up. Yeah, and then you have the issue of trying to match the stucco, which was done way back in the 70s. So you can see why the state has given such a long time to be compliant with this law. 
There are considerations to the amount of work that needs to be done, as well as cost to pay for the work to be completed. If you don't comply with inspections, there will be penalties from $100 to $500 per day. In addition, if a civil fine or penalty is assessed, the local jurisdiction can choose to issue a safety lien against your facility. If a building owner refuses to pay non-compliant fines, the local jurisdiction can satisfy that lien through foreclosure. Let's talk about recovery of enforcement costs. So under SB 721, local enforcement agencies can recover enforcement costs from landlords, property owners, and property managers. Noncompliance can affect your liability insurance as well. If a facility does not comply with SB 721, it may impact the landlord's insurance eligibility and make it more difficult or impossible to secure adequate insurance coverage. Also, if you're thinking of selling or exchanging your rental property, complete the inspections prior to selling your three-plus unit properties, because if not, an inspection will be performed during escrow and any issues that are found could delay the closing of the sale as well as your final sales price. California landlords, read Senate Bill 721 for additional details and information. We're going to link it in the show notes so you can check it out. So it's important to remember that the location and number of units should not have anything to do with how the California deck and balcony law affects your rental property. If you own a single-family home or duplex, yes, you are exempt from the law, but you are not exempt from the health and safety of your tenants. The bottom line is that regardless of the size or location of your rental property, all landlords and rental property owners with elevated balconies or walkways over six feet high should be getting inspections from a structural engineer or a general contractor to ensure the safety of their tenants. Where most of us can inspect general items on our inspection checklist, something structural like a deck or a balcony should be inspected periodically by someone who knows what to look for. And luckily for all other states, you can use the same contractor to actually conduct inspections and any repairs needed and be done. It's a small investment in safety that really pays off in the long run. Okay, you guys, before I wrap it up, let me reiterate this. According to recent estimates, there are more than 40 million decks in the U.S. that are over 20 years old. While most of them were built well before any balcony code requirements were required by the states, many of those have not been updated or repaired in years. And this creates a dangerous situation for residents, tenants, building owners, and managers alike. Balconies and decks that are not up to code are potentially unsafe and must be remedied immediately. Okay, that's our show for today. Short, sweet, to the point. You know, we'd love to connect with you. We have a great newsletter with all kinds of tips and articles for rental property owners that you can sign up for. It's free. We will link it in the show notes along with the links to our Facebook group and social media sites. And lastly, if you love what you hear, would you do us a huge favor and leave us a kind review so we can continue to reach other rental property owners? We really need other listeners to know how our podcast has helped you and what you love about listening to us each week. You can find the link in the show notes for your review. While you're at it, would you also follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? 
because your downloads each week allow us to grow and reach other self-managing landlords. Here's to hoping that your 2024 has started off great. Thanks for listening. And until next time, you've got this, landlords.